Hey everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Something I've been thinking about lately, and you've probably run across this before, is a comment I've seen online, or maybe you even have heard this in person. Well, if you have a bicycle with a motor, you might as well get a motorcycle. And let me tell you, those are definitely not the same thing. Once again, I'm Kyle, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes and the host of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Thank you again for listening. So this is an interesting discussion that pops up every once in a while. And I just have to share my thoughts on this because, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. I just saw this most recently when someone was asking about how much power, how many watts do they need to go 40 or 50 miles per hour? They said, do I need 1,000 watts or 3,000 watts? Now, there were all sorts of responses to that question, but let me just point out that that is a lot of speed. <laughs> and, and the answer to that question can vary, but it's clear that that person was looking for something really fast. I mean, 40, 50 miles an hour on a bicycle is moving. And personally, I think if you're going to do that on a regular basis, you should be prepared for that, whether that's proper helmet, uh, the right types of tires, brakes. There's so many factors that go into doing that safely. And some of you might be thinking, I know, well, that can't be safe. Well, motorcycles designed to go much, much faster than that. And it's done every day. Uh, without any issue whatsoever. But bicycles weren't really made for that. So in my opinion, there are like five different types of two-wheeled vehicles. Uh, and I feel like it's important for people to understand the difference between them. And this also kind of ties into some of the laws and rules and regulations that I've seen. Uh, I did a video recently about my own county and how they are trying to build a new trail system. And there was this big debate, which wasn't even supposed to be part of the, the meeting, but it was a big debate about whether or not e-bikes should be allowed. And it was very, very clear to me that those who were opposing e-bikes really don't understand e-bikes at all. So let's break it down. What are they? When is an e-bike no longer an e-bike? And when is it something else? So obviously we've got pedal bikes, no motors, right? And the interesting thing is that it seems like now that it's not an argument so much between, you know, whether pedal bikes should be on the same trails as hikers or horses. It seems like there's an understanding for the most part <laughs> that those uh, three groups of people can get along. But when it comes to e-bikes, then things start to change a lot. And somebody actually sent me in the mail. I haven't looked through it yet at all. I just received it and I've seen it. I got it. If you're listening, I think it was from 1999. It was a study about basically trails being shared between mountain bikers and horses, I think is what it was. So this is not a new topic. It's just a slightly new twist on it. And in my opinion, a proper electric bike should be able to go everywhere a bicycle can go. They have the same 
components, you know, aside from a motor and a battery, <laughs> of course, but they've got the same tires. Those tires are rated for the same kinds of speeds. They've got the same wheels, the same drivetrains. An electric bicycle, as I know it, is something that fits where bicycles go. People are riding them at typical bicycle speeds. Might their averages be a little faster? Might their average range be a little bit longer? Probably, but not necessarily. <laughs> uh, and I say that because if I were to compare my average speeds riding around town on my own e-bike compared to, say, someone who is a pro riding in the Tour de France, I might be slower. Some of those guys move. I mean, they're averaging more than 30 miles an hour, and not all of my e-bikes can even go 30 miles an hour. Obviously, there's some that do, and I tend to favor those. <laughs> but the, the point is the way the average person is riding an electric bike, it is most similar to a bicycle. Now, I put out a little short video, you know, like when I say short, I mean like 20 seconds uh, on YouTube recently showing off something I use at home on private property, and it has 6,000 watts. Obviously, not road legal in that configuration. It actually has a switch, which can turn it down to about 3,000 watts. And you're probably thinking, well, that's not legal either. But wait, there is this other thing, at least here in California, some other states have it too, called a moped. And traditionally, mopeds have pedals and some sort of gas engine. And they're kind of this in-between where, uh, at least in California, the top speed limit of a moped is 30 miles an hour. So we're only talking two miles an hour faster than a class three electric bike, which can go 28. So a moped can go a hair faster, but because it's a different class of uh, transportation, I'm not going to call it a vehicle because it's actually not a motor vehicle, interestingly enough, at least in California. You know, it's just kind of this interesting class of transportation that's slightly different from a bicycle, not allowed everywhere a bicycle can go because they're typically a little bit heavier, a little bit faster. And mopeds, although they might have pedals, if they're electric in California, pedals are not required. So the one I've got at my house, when it is in its street legal mode and limited on power and top speed to 30 miles an hour, it doesn't matter that it actually doesn't have pedals. That's perfectly legal in this, that, that situation. Now, it does have something called a moped plate, and I think that's where some confusion comes from as well, because usually you think of something as having a plate as being a motor vehicle. Uh, and a moped actually is not a motor vehicle. They actually don't call that a, I don't know if I'm saying the exact term right, but it's not a motor vehicle plate. They call it a special vehicle plate or a special something plate. So basically, the Department of Motor Vehicles in California calls it something else because they recognize it's not the same thing. It can't go as fast as cars go. Uh, it can't go as fast as a motorcycle. 30 miles an hour means you're limited to basically small side city streets, or if it's a road with a higher speed, you know, 45 miles an hour, uh, then a moped's something you can ride in the bicycle lane. So that's what it's there for. That is how they're designed. Uh, just interesting fact that pedals aren't required, but they certainly can have pedals. 
Uh, it can go either way. If it's electric, I don't know why that distinction was made. Why can you have a moped that's gas and it has to have pedals? I don't make the rules. They don't always make sense. Let's face it, they rarely make sense. <laughs> but that is clearly not a bicycle, right? I mean, 3,000 watts means it can probably get up to speed substantially faster than any typical electric bicycle. And then there's nothing between that and a motorcycle. Now, I'll be honest, I have a motorcycle and it is nothing like an electric bike. It's a completely different experience. Now, I do like being on two wheels and that's the thing that's similar for me about a motorcycle and a moped and electric bike and a bicycle, which I guess you could say I have all four of those or five or however many I just counted. But the point is when people are saying, oh, you should just get a motorcycle. And this brings me back to that comment online. Hey, how much power do I need to go 40, 50 miles an hour? Uh, there were certainly comments from people who said, just get a motorcycle. Now to take that to the extreme, I've seen people who say, oh, if you're riding an e-bike, you might as well just get a motorcycle. And that's where I draw a line and say, no, 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 no. This is not the same thing. Am I getting my blood pumping and getting a workout and arriving to work sweaty when I ride my motorcycle? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Could you if you were on a motocross bike on a track or maybe you're racing, something like that? Sure. But it's basically like driving a car that's on the road. It's not the same thing whatsoever. You know, the motorcycle has substantially more horsepower. And when I say more horsepower, e-bikes are limited to 750 watts, which is one horsepower. Just one. That's all an e-bike can have legally in the United States. Uh, in other countries, it's even lower, even 500 watts or even 250 watts. We're lucky here that we can have a one horsepower motor. All right. Now, if you go up to uh, a moped, Basically, the laws are written so that it is four horsepower. That's a pretty big increase, but you only get to go two miles an hour faster than the fastest e-bike. So not a huge speed increase, but you definitely got more power on tap. And then when you go to the motorcycles, well, there's really no legal limit. And that's the interesting difference or distinction, I feel like, between electric bikes and motor vehicles is you have no power limits. You can have whatever power to weight ratio you can afford to buy. What you do have is a speed limit. And that's the real difference, I think, between electric bikes and, and vehicles. Uh, and even mopeds kind of, I would say, lean closer to the bikes because you have this restriction on their speed and their, and their maximum power. And for road legal vehicles, we don't have that. You are responsible for your own actions. You want to speed, you can speed. You want to get a ticket, you're going to get a ticket. You just have to use common sense and follow the rules of the road. And nobody gets upset about the fact that you can go buy a car that is capable of going 200 miles an hour. I mean, realistically, who cares? Nobody does because people aren't blowing by you at 200 miles an hour on a regular basis, of course. But I just feel like there's this big misunderstanding, and I think it's from a lack of experience, where people know what a vehicle is. They know what a car is. They know pretty well what a motorcycle is. Do they know what a moped is? 
Probably not. Do they know what an e-bike is, an electric bike? Definitely not. We've got a long ways to go before people really understand what they are. And I think people need to experience this for themselves. So here's what I'm asking you to do, because I think this is going to be better for everyone. It's going to be better for legislation moving forward, for rules that are created in your community. Share your e-bike experience with somebody this week. You know, whether it's your neighbor, your friend, if you see somebody, if somebody asks about your bike, which you know is going to happen if you go ride it, and you stop anywhere, let's face it, it always does, get people to ride it. Let somebody test ride your bike. Because if you do that, they're going to understand how much fun it is. They're going to understand what it is. And I think they're going to have that deeper understanding that this is a new mode of transportation. This is the new bicycle. You know, we could compare this to earlier bicycles when, you know, I've read some crazy stories of early days of the Tour de France and other bicycle races. The rules were so crazy just compared to what we have today. I remember reading about a guy, I think it was the Tour de France, I might have to look this up, but he was disqualified because early on you were not allowed to have anyone help you with your bike. You had to work on it yourself. So if you're in a race, you get a flat, you have to fix it. You break a chain, you got to fix it. And what the story I heard, I can't remember if it was the frame or the wheel, but something broke. And if I recall correctly, this guy was trying to weld something back together on his bike. And he needed a fire going to either weld or forge a part back together. And so he had a, a boy operate a bellows to, op, to put some air on the fire so he could work on his bike. And because he had help, <laughs> he was disqualified. Now you watch the Tour de France, and if somebody has a problem with their bike, what happens? A car pulls up besides them with a new bike. They throw him on a new bike. They grab the other one, put it in the car. They don't even fix the bike. They can literally just give him another one. I mean, it's changed so much. You weren't allowed to change gears. Something like a derailleur was not allowed. They had a hill climbing gear and a faster gear. And a big innovation early on in the sport was a double-sided wheel. So you had two different gears, one on each side. So when you got to a hill, what you would do is pull your rear wheel off the bike, flip it around to get to the other sprocket that was a different ratio, and put your wheel back on. And that's how you'd go climb the hill. And then when you got to the top and you were going back down, you'd pull the wheel off and turn it back around. And eventually, somebody decided, you know what, this derailleur thing actually is a good idea. We should let people use that. And then it's just one thing after another. Oh, these carbon frames. Yeah, we should allow those. Oh, these disc brakes. Believe it or not, disc brakes and road racing. Big controversy the last several years. You know, people were talking about, you know, using disc brakes for something like the Tour de France. And people were talking about how they were dangerous and, and they were going to cut people. And it's like, what? What are you guys talking about? Mountain bikers have been using disc brakes for years. They work great. Why wouldn't you allow them? It was silly. In hindsight, when you look at things like this, but in the moment, these are the things that are happening. And I feel like e-bikes are the next big evolution. And the problem is they're a huge step forward, right? It's not like we went from a 10 speed to where we had two gears on the front, five on the back, 
to now we went to a three speed derailleur up front and seven speeds on the back. Like you add another gear here, another one there. Like people understand that it's a small, slow change. All right, we got a little more performance out of the bike. We got a little more speed out of the bike. And then all of a sudden you throw this motor on it. And it's not like people are using motors to cheat in an actual race. I mean, that's happened. Let's face it. There are a couple of examples of that. But in general, that's not what they're being used for. They're just being used by people who want to get out and have fun. And somehow people have taken this information and assumed that this next progression is now leaped forward all the way to a motorcycle. I don't know how much my motorcycle weighs. It's, it's probably 400 some pounds. Can you imagine the difference between a 400 some pound motorcycle and a maybe 70, 80 pound on the heavier end electric bike? It's just not the same class. It's not the same category. And I think if people saw them in person, they'd understand it. Maybe I'm rambling a little bit about this topic here. Maybe I'm a little bit fired up about it because of uh, my local county trying to ban e-bikes on a new trail. I think in the end, they're going to lose that battle. E-bikes will be allowed. Maybe not initially, but eventually e-bikes are going to take over. I don't think they're going to be able to stop it. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. So once again, e-bikes... You already know they're a ton of fun if you're listening to this podcast. This is not news to you. But what I think we all need to do is help people understand what they are. So again, if somebody asks about your e-bike, if you're willing, let them test ride it. Let them try it out. And just let them experience the amazement of trying an e-bike for the first time. Because I imagine for you, it was the same thing. You probably had a big grin on your face and said something about how much fun it was and how awesome it was. And my guess is for many of you, you tried one somewhere and you're like, wow, I got to get one of these. (laughs) And if not, if you bought one without even trying it, that's awesome. You are a brave soul to buy something and try it sight unseen. I know tons of people have done it, but you probably had a similar reaction when your bike showed up and you rode it for the first time. Wow, this is more than what I imagined it was ever going to be. That's what I usually hear. So let other people experience it. And That way they know that e-bikes are not motorcycles. E-bikes are not cars. Are they bicycles? Well, no. Like I said, they're a leap forward from that. But that's the closest thing we have to compare them to. And I think that's where they fit the best. Unless regulation allows more speed and more power one day, I think that could be a whole new class of some sort. But we're ways off from that. Uh, We need to focus on getting just standard electric bikes on the trails, and adopted all over, not only the United States, but the rest of the world. There's my thoughts on that for today. Thank you for joining me for another podcast episode. Uh, I hope you learned a little tidbit of information or history from this. I think that might be an interesting topic to jump into another time, maybe, as a more broad history of just bicycles in general, and how long it's taken to get where we are today and how fast things are advancing right now. It really is an interesting time for not only e-bikes, but bicycles in general. Thanks again for listening. Once again, I'm Kyle, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes. If for some reason you're new to the podcast and this is the first time you've listened, or if you're just not on my email list, go to ebikepodcast.com. Once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. If you're listening to this episode, That means recently I gave away five electric bikes in one week. And if you want a chance to win a bike in the future, 
you need to make sure to be on my email list because that's how you're going to hear about those. And also, I do give away sometimes new information on the podcast you don't hear anywhere else. Thanks again. I will talk to you on another Tuesday. Tuesday.